Welcome to Living Swindle, the podcast where I talk about how TV has shaped my life in good ways and in bad. I am your raised by TV screen millennial host, Donnie Marie, and today we will be discussing the magical world of endless dates in the 90s. The girls had a new date every episode for multiple episodes. But in my world, in 2022, I wonder where the dates are. Today, I will be joined by my good friend and fellow wonderer where the dates are, Justin Shields. Stick around and don't change that channel. So I'm joined by my very good friend, Justin Shields. Hey, Justin. Hey there, Donnie. How you doing? I'm good, friend. I'm good. I am so happy you're here. Very, very uh, thrilled. I'm so happy to be here as well. Like um, everything you do, I'm always a super fan and I'm just super <laughs> excited about this podcast because, you know, um, dating is hard out here. It is. It's so it's so hard. All right, Pete, we'll get to Justin's dating in a little bit. But Justin, before we get there, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where the folks can find you? Yes, my name is Justin Shields. And by day, I'm a creative director at a publishing tech company in Austin, Texas. But outside of my professional career, I create projects that focus on empathy, design, and culture. And my baby that I've been working on for the past two years is called So Curious. It's a free weekly pep talk and thoughtful recommendations uh, curated to help people live a happier, healthier life. That's SoCurious.co. Oh my god, I love it. I I follow So Curious and I've known Justin for a while and I love everything that he posts about it. Sometimes it reads me too much and I'm like, no, Justin, not today. But it's great. <laughs> um, and honestly, Justin also that does... email is me reading myself fulfilled, honestly. <laughs> like It's like, this is the advice I should be taking, but don't take sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. And that's exactly what I'm going to do with this podcast. So, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> so just to give a little information about what we're going to be doing in this episode. I titled this episode Dating in the 90s because... That when I would watch TV shows, dating in the 90s seemed like ideal and it seemed easy. Dating, I was like, this is gonna be the bomb. So, one of my favorite scenes in Living Single is from season one, episode three, um, is when the girls are at home, they're in the bathroom doing their night routine, and they mention they haven't seen Regine. And Khadija says that Regine has been juggling two dates again and she doesn't know how she does it. And before we can blink, Regine like swans into the bathroom full speed kicks off her shoes, changes her shirt, gargles, puts on a new wig that she pulls from under, pulls from <laughs> under the sink in a span of 10 seconds. And I was like, wow, I can't wait for that to be me. I just assumed, I assumed that I would be going on multiple dates in one day. Like that would be me. That would be my time. And I would love that for me. And I was swindled by this for multiple reasons. Like this particular thing of like, the multitude of dates for multiple reasons. I thought it was real. I thought that you would always have multiple dates at a time. Um, it, I assumed it would get it. Like I would get multiple dates often, like, you know, multiple dudes coming like, Dawn, let's go to dinner. Let's go out two dates in a week. Wow. That seems like a lot, but it seems fun. Um, and also made like dating seem easy. I just assumed I was going to turn 25 and bam, dudes around the corner waiting flowers, candy, oops, hit the microphone. Flowers, candy, all the things, um, but also, which is very interesting about the episode, they spend the rest of the episode trying to get Sinclair a date because she hasn't been on one in six months, and apparently that was a long time, um, and they pull from a Rolodex of dudes. Now, I don't have a Rolodex of dudes, so I also thought I would have that. Also, I don't have a Rolodex. 
because it's <laughs> 2022. Um, so, Justin, what like TV scenes do you think of when you think about the availability of dates? Now, honestly, I'd probably keep it in the the living single um, universe because, like, I think the thing that popped out for me in living single as a TV show is that essentially everybody dated people in their direct proximity. Like Mm -hmm. we have Sinclair ultimately end up um, with Overton, who's her upstairs neighbor. And then Mm -hmm. we have Max end up with with Kyle. And, you know, they hated each other, but they lived in like a block away from each other. (laughs) And so I think like the way I felt swindled by dating in the 90s is this idea of inevitability and especially mm. this idea that like the person you're going to end up with, you already know them and they're in your close proximity. That is not reality at all. I am not a <laughs> fan of dating your friends. So like I was living swindled all the way. <laughs> Justin said, this is not Degrassi. <laughs> This is not Degrassi. We're not dating our friends. <laughs> never, never, never. Um, I mean, that's like, and honestly, that's like a good point to point out that like they dated people. I mean, obviously, it's a t- let's preface this by saying everyone who's listening, your girl's not stupid. I know it's a TV show. I know somebody wrote this, but a lot of times people write from experience and that's what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but it's like, that's a good point. It's like, those are people that are next to them, like their next door neighbor. I mean, they all live in the same brownstone. Like they can reach out and literally touch each other. Um, so, I mean, do you think there is some truth to that? Like, do you, I mean, I know you say you don't want to date your friends, <laughs> but like, do you think there's some truth that it would be somebody you already know, like maybe an acquaintance or something? I, I've always tried to open my mind up to the possibility that like, you know, there's some person that I met at a random event or Mm -hmm. that was in the same, um, we were at the same party at the same time. And maybe my person I've, I've seen them before. I've experienced them before, but maybe just never noticed them because the timing wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, I think in the general sense, I think, I think close proximity, I am highly, highly skeptical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, this is a good good time to point out, Justin was on a dating show once, and um, Uh. (laughs) he won. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you Google that and find that. Um, So, Justin, how easy is dating for you, even after that dating show you were on? (laughs) So I was on a dating show on Netflix, and that's a whole other story, right? Like, I yeah, think we'll have um, episode about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, dating as a black gay man in America is its own interesting and unique journey. And like, obviously, TV had no did not prepare me for this experience in any way <laughs> because, like, I mean, we're still kind of fighting for representation on the mm-hmm. on the screen, especially with people of color. Yeah. Um, and so I'd say like dating for me is interesting. Um, finding a date is not specifically hard. I can mm. honestly say that. Uh, but I can say I moved to Austin from New Orleans. Dating is easier in New Orleans than it is in Austin. And that 
full on surprised me. I did not mm. anticipate that to be the case. I moved mm. to a new city. I'm like, it's a new dating pool. We got people making money. This is about to yeah. be fun. It's going to be easy. <laughs> uh, similar to Regine, I was like, I'm going to be going on two dates a week, um, <laughs> having the time of my life. I'm sorry, two dates in one night, having the time one of my night. life. Amen. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Switching your wig out, girl. <laughs> I think my reality that was interesting was the pandemic just really changed um, everything. And it, it changed me as a person, but it also changed the way that I thought about dating. And so pre-pandemic, Justin was absolutely, I was going on a couple dates a week, um, either with new people or kind of getting to wow. know people over the course of time. And like during the pandemic, I just had to slow down all the way. And in many ways, it like kind of switched me into thinking about only dating one person at a time. And then also having some time in between dating people so that I can kind of like reconnect with myself and chill out. And like, I think that that pressure of like wanting to be in a relationship, it actually eased up a little bit because of the pandemic. Cause it was yeah. like, you know what? I don't, I don't have to rush anymore. It's like, I can do this slow. And when it happens, it happens. And it's, it's going to happen when it's the right time. Right. That makes sense. I guess, I guess you also have to think about what kind of dating you're doing. Like you're like, if you're dating to be in a relationship or if you're dating just to date and yes, in this ep- the episode that I'm referencing, it seems that they were dating just to date, which also in my yes. mind, when I was like too young to be watching the show, Seemed great. I was like, wow, you just go on dates for no reason? And you want to get married <laughs> to this man? You just go out and you make out with him and he buys you food and tells you you're pretty and you get to wear dresses and like look pretty on date. What? I, child. Mine was blown. <laughs> Something I ask myself very often, um, or I, sometimes I ask Siri. I'd be like, Siri, what a nigga's at? Um, but where are, the, <laughs> where are the dudes? Where are the dudes? So in the episode, I reference. And, like, kind of what you're saying is, like, when you moved to Austin, you was like, okay, where are the people at? Like, where are the dudes? Yes. It's like, the ladies look for a date for Sinclair, and is that still a viable option to find dates, like, via friends, or are we stuck with dating apps? Because um, I want to say one thing to all my friends in the world, none of you have ever set me up with a man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, over here in Austin, we have a phrase, where are the hoes? Uh, I, say it, I say it lovingly, <laughs> uh, and I say it frequently. <laughs> where the hoes at? Uh <laughs> i think i think to your point we do definitely live in a world where it it feels like the only way you can really meet somebody is online and like it sucks um that you know we're not gonna have those cute meet cute stories from back in the day where um you went to a coffee shop and your hand brushed against someone (laughs) and then you found the love of your life like we are so busy looking at our phones all damn day that like ultimately if we're going to find somebody it's probably going to be on Instagram or Tinder or whatever <laughs> dating app is yours of choice. So I feel like the only way you're going to meet someone via a friend real talk is if you're at a dinner party mm. or if it just happens to be like a big house party. But like that's the same thing living in a pandemic. Those two things are just smaller now yeah smaller (laughs) and it's like you know the same people and everybody is there with their significant other and it's like why am i here yes (laughs) don't bring don't bring don't bring your friend your cute friend invite him to the dinner party he got a girlfriend don't bring him here tell him to stay his ass at home with his girlfriend (laughs) 
but <laughs> but I think also I would like to say that I just learned the phrase meet cute for the first time when my friend David told me the other day and I was like what the hell is a meet cute I didn't ask him what it was I was just like trying to assume <laughs> and then I was watching Abbott Elementary and the principal said meet cute and then you just said meet cute and so <laughs> I had to look it up a couple of days ago just to understand what it meant but I do love <laughs> that idea so it's like you know it's like like, what is your ideal way to find a date? Like, people on TV would find a date in the store. Like you said, their hand would brush against somebody at the coffee shop or at a bar at work. And even, like, in an episode of Living Single, which is one of my favorite episodes, the season one, episode six, they go to a bar to, like, specifically mac on dudes, you know? Like, yeah. what what would be your ideal ideal way? You tell me yours and I'll tell you mine. So, okay, this is my dream scenario. I think my ideal scenario is you're going to meet somebody doing the things that you like to do the most. Right. So like, I love going to art museums. And so if I could, if I could plot out my ideal meet cute, it would be like, I've gone to a museum by myself because I want to absorb some art and see some beautiful things. And I'm walking through and I'm looking at an art piece and I, I'm lingering on that art piece, like kind of like staring at it, really enjoying it. And then as I start to turn away, I see this very handsome gentleman and we make eye contact and like we don't immediately talk. Right. But then over the course of some time, maybe we um, we chat right before we're leaving the art gallery. Mm-hmm. Like that's my dream meet cute. I don't know <laughs> if it will ever happen. That feels like an unrealistic expectation. But like that's my dream meet cute. It sounds very romantic. I feel like I've also seen this in the movie. <laughs> wow, mine is very pedestrian. Um, I'm at a store. What is it? <laughs> I'm at a store, maybe Trader Joe's because I'm always at, or Target. Like, if I meet a man at Target, we're getting married. Um, I'm at <laughs> Trader Joe's or Target. I go to reach for an item, and this man also is reaching for an item, and our hands touch. And we look at each other and be like, oh, no, you take it. Oh, no, you take it. And then we just, like, laugh and giggle about it. And then we, like start a conversation get his number and then you know you know walk away from each other and then we just so happen to be parked next to each other in the very hard parking lot that is trader joe's parking lot <laughs> and actually that's when we get each other's number because then it's fate and then we get married wait and have babies <laughs> now i'm wondering though have you ever met somebody in real life like have you ever had a time where you like we're out and about and somebody got your number and it converted into like y'all actually going on a date before. Um, it did one time, like once in life. Like I was, ugh, was so stupid. I was voting, I was voting, um, when I was at home in new Orleans and I saw a boy at the voting thing. Um, mm-hmm. but I like purposely made this happen. Cause I was like, well, that boy is cute. I wonder if he's going to come out after me. And so like, I just like, uh, awkwardly stood in the parking lot and was like, nom, 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 nom. and then he did come <laughs> out and then we did talk. Um, but he ended up being a creep. So that oh, no. <laughs> if it would have worked out, Justin, I would be not talking about this on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> if it worked out, my podcast would be about something different. Um, <laughs> living married. Living <laughs> All about how TV told me the truth and how life is actually great. Like they say in the movies. Um, yeah, no, it's never happened. But if some man is out there and you want to so happenly, quotes, meet me at Trader Joe's or Target, please do hit me up for my number. But like, again, where, 
are the dates, Justin? Where are the dates? <laughs> Since we're not meeting people in person, we're not meeting people through our friends, and we're just doing apps, mm-hmm. it also makes it harder because as a black woman, I feel like my pool is smaller. And I'm like I'm like shrinking. My options are even less and less and less and less and less. And so I'm just like, where, like, where, where do, where do I find people? Do I have to get on a different app? I mean, I just signed up for Raya. I don't know if I'm gonna get approved, but I did. But Ooh, like, come on, okay. you're, you're dating the celebrities now. I I'm love not. It. No one's gonna date me. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Just like, have you noticed that on like a TV show that you may have watched to be like, oh wow, these people have like, or like a current TV show, people have like found someone new. Well, here's one thing I'd say, kind of specific to that idea of like being a person of a certain ethnicity that wants to date people of your same ethnicity. I'm a black man. I'm interested in primarily dating black men. Mm -hmm. And like one of the interesting things of moving to Austin is this is one of the first cities where I've lived where I've noticed kind of in significant numbers that black gay men are not specifically with other black gay men. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, not only are they um, not with black men, but it appears that they're not interested in them. So like, I Mm -hmm. fully commiserate with you, right? Like, it is hard to find a partner that matches you in ways that are important to you in this world that we live in. Yeah, And that's annoying, that's frustrating. Um, I think, when I bring it back to TV, I do think you can go on a whole bunch of dates with people. I think the trickier part is going on dates with people that you're actually interested in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really the difference, right? It's like, I think you could go on a date with, like, Buku men are interested in you. I just probably assume you're not interested in them. <laughs> um <laughs> So there's a little truth to that. We're going to bear our souls on the internet. There's a little truth to that. So I do go on like Tinder dates and stuff. Um, and at this point, or hinge dates, at this point I'm like struggling to find something I'm interested in with these men. And a lot of the, the dates I've been on have been completely boring or like the dudes are just like, eh, at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. And they like fizzle out when we start talking. Um, so it's just like, yeah, I, there are I do go on dates with men that I'm not interested in. But then the ways that I would prefer to find a date, which is in person, in in mm. current, in like, you know, I mean, I look cute. Like, I'm a cute girl. <laughs> I dress well. I have all my teeth. Um, I smell nice. Come on, teeth. Okay. Come on, my daddy didn't pay a whole bunch of money for these braces for nothing. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> and so, and like, I have a general happy disposition. I mean, you've known me in real life. Like, I'm a generally welcoming person. And yes. it's just like. Um, that I, I guess I just don't get approached in approach a lot in ways that I would prefer to be approached like in person. Not saying like prefer mm. to be, but like I guess just, I just don't really get approached in person. And so, I in my mind I feel like I would meet a person that I have a lot more in common with in real life because they can like we can like talk and we don't have to like scrape for things to talk about through text message or through Tinder message or blah 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 blah. So it's just mm. like it's. It's a mixture of both, but it's just like even in person, it's still kind of hard because um, dudes don't talk to me. Um, and, and it's just also just like you go on Tinder dates and you're like, all right, let's go meet for coffee. And it's like, is that like, do we count those as dates or do we just count that as like making sure the person's not a serial killer? Oh, yeah, that's a meet and greet. That is definitely <laughs> a little meet and greet. Going yes, for coffee, going for one drink. That's like, let me make sure. 
that you look like your picture. Let me make sure that I like the way your voice sounds. And mm-hmm. then let me make sure you smell good. Okay. <laughs> let me make sure you smell good. Like you shower. <laughs> when is the last time you've been on like a real date? Like what is to you a real date? Ooh. Okay. So <laughs> I I definitely I think having that kind of preliminary experience with somebody where you're going to a coffee shop or a bar to like just validate if you think you could be interested in that person. I am very pro that. And in the pandemic world, the thing that I actually appreciated that started happening more frequently was this idea that you have a video chat with somebody like mm-hmm. relatively quickly because like. For me and my personality type, I'm not going to be texting you all day. Like, I just don't have the energy for that. I don't have the time for that. I don't want to do it. And to be honest, I don't love talking on the phone, which I think is like one of my worst traits. But I will give you a 10 minute video chat and we can see if we vibe. I can see if I like the sound of your voice and if I think that you're cute as your pictures are. And then we can kind of go from there. And so when I talk about like what's a real date to me, a real date to me is when somebody has planned something for y'all to do. And it Mm -hmm. does not have to be the most. Right. But Mm -hmm. it is literally like I thought through your interests or something that I'm interested in doing and want to share with you. I picked a place for us to meet and we're going to do that thing together. And so I think. I I actually love like dating for real. Like I want us to like, you know, go have an experience together and then mm-hmm. I want to go get dinner and then I want to go to the movies. And it's like <laughs> we don't have to do all those on the same date, but it's like give me some real experiences outside the house. Like yeah. I'm not trying to just Netflix and chill all the time. Right, we're adults. <laughs> we are adults. <laughs> we're adults. <laughs> I think it's just like if you take the time to plan out something, it just shows thoughtfulness, which is attractive. Um, yes. And which makes you want to date that person and makes you like, wow, that person cares about me. <laughs> Spending that time together, making that moment with each other. And that's like what a real date is. And that can be just like planning like, oh, let's go for a walk here and let's go to your favorite coffee shop. And let's, you know, let's, I mean, I'm a big fan of a, of an errand date. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's after we've been together for a while. But yeah, I'm a big fan of like an errand <laughs> date. Like, let's go run errands together. That's like a very form. I mean, a lot of memories that form my mom are me and her running errands. I mean, mm. those have to do with dating, but like, it, it's, it's, you're spending time together. You're doing something. You're like helping each other out. It's a silly thing, but you know, if you want to go to Target, let's go to Target. <laughs> No, I love it. And honestly, like doing doing mundane things really do kind of let you know if y'all are actually compatible. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's like it's actually easy to be impressive when you like take someone to a really fancy restaurant and y'all are yeah. just getting to know each other. But it is like that reality starts to click in when y'all been talking for a month or two. And it's like, yo, you know what I need to do is go buy some new jeans and I'd like you to go with me. That's like we're ready to kind of take a little bit of a next step. Yeah, like I care about your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if we buy clothes. <laughs> if I include you in clothes buying, sir, it means I think a lot of you. Of your favorite like dating combinations that you've seen on TV, who is your favorite dating combination? For example, I thought Alonzo and Khadija were great together before Scooter came and messed it up. 
but they were no. like doing <laughs> things with each other. Um, he just like seemed like very sweet and caring and attentive to her, um, which is what and like helped her escape from overworking herself at Flavor Magazine, and I really like that. Mm. What, what what about you? So um, I genuinely think, and I actually, in retrospect, hate to say this, but <laughs> I love Issa and Lawrence together, and like it, it was very challenging. So backstory. As Insecure came out, I was going through a pretty significant breakup. I had dated the same guy for five years. We had also been living together, mm-hmm. and we broken up. And then Insecure comes out, and like the premise of the first season of the show is essentially them going through the process, the very long, terrible, tragic process of breaking <laughs> up with somebody and then trying to like move on. And right. so like watching the first season of the show was just like, had me all up in my feelings, all up in my insecurities because <laughs> uh, it was so close to home. And, you know, like, obviously my process of healing and growth and, like, kind of moving through um, that that experience that was really challenging was, was long going. And, like, watching the show for multiple years, we got mm-hmm. to see similar growth in the characters. Like, Issa starts to change. Um, we get to see how Lawrence has changed and goes through his own set of experiences of just like growing up and becoming more secure and like coming into this final season of the show, real talk. I was like, I'm what now four or five years out of that relationship. And I could not imagine getting back with that person again. Like I just don't foresee that happening for me at all ever. (laughs) But in the context of this storytelling and how closely connected their lives still remained five years later, it Mm -hmm. was like, you know what? This actually does make sense. And what I like about it is that it shows how complicated love can be and how sometimes we do have to lean into the fact that the person you meet is not going to be exactly what you want them to be. They might already have a kid or they might not have the best job or they might be figuring some stuff out and you have to kind of figure it out along with them. And so that felt, I think it, it, it made me feel like, they were actually meant for each other and it was written in such a way that clearly explained why they should end up secure together. Right. And it kind of goes back to your earlier point that you don't believe in of the person (laughs) that you're going to be with is right there all along. (laughs) (laughs) And that, my friends, will be called contradictory. (laughs) I know. I know. It's a double consciousness. (laughs) The double consciousness of it all. (laughs) Me um, uh, (laughs) hyping up Issa and Lawrence and then also being like, but oh, I would never get back with an ex. I could never. (laughs) I mean, both things can be true. Both things can be true. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, I'm literally crying tears. Um, (laughs) Oh, 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 I hurt so hard. I didn't mean I'm just jokes, Justin, just jokes. But <laughs> I mean we, we went through a lot of our feelings today, um, on dating and T V dating, uh, specifically of the availability of people. So when it comes to dating availability, the surplus of dates, the meet cutes, 
the the person that you love is right there, <laughs> right there where you need them to be. Do you think TV has saved you, like taught you something, mm. or swindled you, like lied to you about this? Now, this is a tricky part because in this specific episode we're referencing, we saw the two examples, right? We have Regine, who kind of was about having multiple dates and like kind of finding love um, in a variety of different ways pretty quickly. And then that's contrasted with Sinclair, who had not had any dates. And what's interesting about Living Single specifically, like when you use that same context, is that, you know, Khadijah ended up uh, with her childhood sweetheart. Uh, Max and Kyle end up together. And then we have um, Sinclair and Overton end up together. But Regine kind of just married some random dude that like, <laughs> we really had never seen before. We didn't know nothing about him. It happened. And so I'm like, if I'm using Regine as my, like, can this happen for me? She actually is a perfect example because she did not end up with somebody in the crew. She kind of mm-hmm. randomly looked into meeting the right person for her, and he literally was exactly what she had always wanted. So, a rich man. I'm like, maybe my rich man is out there. TV has saved me. <laughs> wow. 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 Hmm. You've come full circle. Um, I'm going to still say <laughs> I have been swindled by this uh, for me personally. Um, Why has, is that? TV has swindled me. TV has lied to me. Um, particularly, we're talking about like dating availability and f- just being able to go out and meet someone or being able to just find someone to spend time with and to always have dates on deck that has not happened <laughs> for me <laughs> like i go through like small bursts of being like oh i'm like talking to two dudes from tinder at the same time or something like that uh-huh. but like yeah no no and like but like you know i can go go to meet and greets as we said but i don't really count those as dates so am i like yeah effectively having multiple actual dates with people no not at all um gotcha gotcha yeah gotcha. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> and, we're, and, you know, that just goes for every TV show that I've ever seen. It's like living single, girlfriends, half and half. Um, even Sister, Sister, those girls were in, like, middle school and high school going on having a new boyfriend every episode. Like, I oh, cannot yeah. relate. Cannot, cannot relate. Does not compute. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no. Full lies. Full lies, Justin. <laughs> so let's just take a quick little break. And we will be back with some afterthoughts. All right, we are back with some afterthoughts with my guy Justin. After we didn't bear our souls on the internet, Justin, how you feeling? I, you know, we have the tendency to get all up in our feelings when we communicate. So, <laughs> you know, I'm where I am always when I interact with Dawn. Happy, but also like, oof. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I took that as a compliment or not. <laughs> <laughs> we go deep. We go deep. <laughs> deep convos. Okay. So, Justin, we're going to do some questions. Just some fun. Just some fun questions to end the show. Okay, so I have one for you. Fuck, Mary kill. Are you ready? Ooh, I'm ready. Fuck, Mary kill. Insecure edition. Lawrence. Nathan. Daniel. 
Ooh. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill, Lawrence, Nathan, and Daniel. Mm-hmm. So I hate to say it, but I actually see myself very much as a Lawrence. So I cannot foresee the two of us actually being successful in a relationship. I think we are too similar. And so I would actually kill Lawrence in this scenario. Wow. Um, I think Nathan is absolutely just like a good down to earth guy that like would be fully supportive of any dream you have and like you know mm-hmm, he's gonna mm-hmm. like he's gonna be there for you no matter what so i think i'm gonna marry nathan mm. and then um daniel is fine as hell so i'm definitely <laughs> gonna fuck daniel <laughs> <laughs> I could not disagree more. Um, I would kill Daniel, murder him on the spot. Why? <laughs> murder <How>? him. Dead. <laughs> he is so annoying. He is so annoying. He spent the whole first season being like, nah, Issa, nah, like, too much, too much. And then as soon as he was like, oh, Issa has a boyfriend, he was like, but what about us? What about us, Issa? Like, <laughs> like, you told her no. And then got all in his feelings <laughs> and all that stuff after they slept together. And then his his normal non-relationship self, which is way too prideful, even though Issa was trying to be supportive. And he was, like, way too prideful with the whole, like, record producing thing. Just too much. He got to go. He got to go. He got to die. <laughs> that, that episode when Molly said, uh, bye, Daniel, I was like, thank you. Uh, bye, Daniel. Bye. <laughs> bye, Daniel. Um. As far as Mary and fuck, it's a little hard um, because I love – Nathan and Lawrence is okay. Lawrence is below Taylor's is fine. Um, I think <laughs> because like you said, Nathan is a little bit more down to earth and I think I would marry Nathan and fuck Lawrence. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean we know we know Lawrence can fuck based off of uh the end of season one of Insecure. Like that was a very <laughs> um, I think the world um, embrace that moment, especially Lawrence Hive. But I think everybody oh was like, goodness, "Oh, okay, Hive. they did that." Goodness, <laughs> goodness. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My last question for you is: Which TV, TV or movie moment swindled you the most? Like out of everything you've ever watched, any anything you've ever seen, which moment in TV you were like, "That's a goddamn lie." So it's interesting. I think. Growing up, I was a incredibly nerdy guy. I'm still a nerdy guy. I just learned how to dress, honestly. <laughs> and um, so growing up, my show that I resonated with the most was Urkel. Family Matters just was mm-hmm. like one of those shows that like, while his voice was incredibly annoying, and honestly, watching the shows now is super cringy. It's a cringy <laughs> show. But little kid Justin was all about family matters. And like, I just (laughs) like to my point earlier, the inevitability of the two of them, like growing and changing and ending up together. I stood up for that because (laughs) I felt like that's how love should be. And yeah, I think the negative quality that that show uh, instilled in me, though, is that like, it, it made it seem like you have to like work really hard to have someone fall in love with you. And that was something I actually had to shed as like mm. a kind of personal life belief. Mm-hmm. And so I was 
fully swindled by Steve Urkel and <laughs> Laura's relationship on Family Matters. <laughs> You're like, persistence is not key, guys. <laughs> no, give up. Find somebody that likes you. You should have been with Myrtle. Myrtle was your person, Steve. Mm. <laughs> that's grown Justin talking, though. Wait, that's that's his cousin, though. What's, what's oh, wait. Myra? Myra. Myra. Yes. Myra, Myra was your person, Steve. Not Myrtle, because that's family. That's definitely, that's definitely just Jalil White and a wig. Um. <laughs> but sometimes the thing is, love yourself, okay? <laughs> yes. Steve, learn to love yourself in a wig. Yes. In a <laughs> Shut up, Justin. <laughs> But no, that's that's great. I love that. That that is so true. It's like you shouldn't be pining for someone. Um, <laughs> well, Justin, it has been amazing talking to you, doing my first episode with you. I truly loved it. Oh my god, I'm singing. Um, but yes, no, this has been so fun to talk about this to like truly unpack my feelings on this life of dating told to me by TV. Before we leave, Justin. <laughs> Um, do you have any more final thoughts and do you want to tell people one more time, one more again, where they can find you? Do you have anything special going on? So first and foremost, you can follow me on at Justin made that on Instagram or Twitter. You can pick your poison, but I would love to invite you to subscribe to my weekly wellness newsletter. So curious, you can do that at so curious.co. We are always creating content that helps people to just fall in love with themselves a little bit more. And honestly, I think that's the key to, to finding your person is to first fall in love with yourself. Justin, that's beautiful. I love that so much. Well, Don, you know I love you because like you I'm here fun. on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> having a time of my life talking about uh, dating, which I never thought that that would happen. <laughs> you know what? Surprise, surprise. Here we are. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much to Justin for being here. This has been the very first episode of Living Swindle. Guys, we did it. I'm so happy that you were here with me. Thank you so much for joining. If you like what you heard, if you want to hear more of my sad, sad life tales about how TV has swindled me or saved me and my friends, my guests that are going to be here, please make sure you listen to us on wherever your podcasts are served. Just search Living Swindled. Make sure you follow us on all social networks at Living Swindled. And if you have something you want to add to us, if you want to talk to me, let me know what TV shows have swindled you. Please hit me up on Twitter using the hashtag, hashtag saved or swindled, and let me know your thoughts. I'll be more than happy to hear them. This has been Living Swindled. Make sure you don't get lied to. That's all. Bye. Bye, y'all. Living Swindled is a podcast created and hosted by Donnie Marie, produced by Meg Lewis and Donnie Marie, with consultation from Alix McAlpine. Theme music by UNCLB with logo design from Suzanne Pessori. You can find Living Swindled where all podcasts are served.